this is this is about right down the alley as we can get on the subject tonight. What Lord's just stirring and moving, and Holy Spirit's about us. Uh, we I'm not going to go into a lot of uh, presentation tonight. Is uh, just going to kind of get started right off here uh, on this particular uh, number eleven. Lesson, whatever you want to refer to it as, but um, I'm going to pray first before we get into this. Y'all join with me. God, we just come, Lord. We need your word. We need the understanding of it. We need the knowledge of it. We need the wisdom of it. We need it to live life by, Lord. We need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, Lord. God, tonight, Lord, I just pray, God, that the ears be opened up, that the souls be right, God, and and, and ready to receive, God. I just ask you, God, just to minister to all of us. Let this word penetrate us. Let it work on us, Lord. Let us see the need that's about us, God, Father. Praise your name, God. We just glorify you tonight and exalt you and lift you up, Lord. Thank you, God, for your mercy and grace, for your word, Lord, that we can have it, God, to grow by, to nurture us and, and to strengthen us and help us, Lord. We give you thanks and praise for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can't even tell that my back was hurt. Amen. Glory. I said was. Amen. Concerning the spiritual aspect of Christianity, and I'll kind of hesitate to even say aspect because Christianity is spiritual. Um, the power that we have in God is immeasurable. The intensity that the Holy Spirit will be about us is immeasurable. The glory of our Savior Jesus Christ is immeasurable. When I'm saying immeasurable, I mean it can't be done. There's nothing that can possibly measure it, but in the many years that I've been doing this and ministering and pastoring, uh, one of the things, and I've learned a lot of things, but one of the things that I've learned is that if we are going to be able to do things, I'm talking <coughs> spiritual things, spiritual things. Does anybody here want to do spiritual Amen. things? Amen. Hallelujah. If we're Christians, we need to know that we live a spiritual life. It, it's not mundane. It's not supposed to be boring. The energy that we draw from the Holy Spirit who was sent to earth to be the one of the church to strengthen us and lead us and guide us and empower us. Many times we don't see that. We, we think that the Holy Spirit is some kind of a weird third thing that God sent down here to hang around a little while and kind of help the church out a little bit. He's here to help the church out a whole lot. Amen. A whole lot. He is the agent of God on earth and we've got to get that. He is the power of God on earth. He's everything God is. He's everything that the Word is on earth amidst the church and amidst believers. It's who the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. We've just seen evidence tonight yes. of His stirring, of His moving, of His wanting to be so involved with all of us, inside of us, in our makeup, but then to be involved among us and us around each other just emitting that influence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost, it's the same one. There's just 
two different interpretations way back a long time ago. Some of them called him Holy Ghost. Some of them referred to him as Holy Spirit. He's the same one. Amen. He's the third person of the Trinity. And what I've learned after a lot of uh, experience is if we're going to do things right, if we're going to go where the Lord wants us to go, if the church is going to be what the church wants us to be, we've got to be willing to learn of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit operates. What He does. How He can touch me. How He can touch you. How He can do so much more for us than what we could ever begin to imagine. So, in saying that, I realize, and I'm about to get to where we're going, um, opinions, even theologies, can infect, upset, when it comes into Holy Spirit relations. There's all kinds, sorts of opinions and thoughts and ideologies and restrictions. Yeah, we believe in the Holy Spirit just as long as He don't try to do anything in the church. That's the attitude of some. I'm serious. Don't let that Holy Spirit loose. That Pentecostal stuff don't have no business in no church house. Well, I don't know whatever happened over in Acts chapter 2, but Holy Spirit come, didn't He? Amen. Now, bringing us up here and I'm going to talk just a little bit about action because that's what we were on last week but this is totally related to that action Holy Spirit's active Amen. we're to be active in the Holy Spirit see the Holy Spirit doesn't just come and just throw things out to us and say well how do, wonder how that's going to go we have to connect we ourselves have to connect with the Holy Spirit. That, that's the draw when there's a connection between the human heart, the soul that's been saved and knows Jesus Christ as Savior. When that connection is made with the Holy Spirit, they receive the resources of the powers of heaven and everything that God is because He's the Holy Spirit. He's God. He's Jesus on earth. He's that influence. But it, it's not just a, an energyless influence. It's an influence of immense power. And my, does the church not desperately need that, especially today. Amen. We need it. That, you know, I kind of see now maybe why this tired thing come up. Worn out, tired, give out, beat down. The Holy Spirit can pick us up no matter how deep down we may be or how tired we may be. And I'm Amen. talking, it's not necessarily physically. And I know when some of you came, you weren't just necessarily talking even though this weariness will wear you down physically as well, but it will wear you down spiritually. That's worse than physical. When you get so wore down spiritually, then you don't have anything hardly left to fight for yourself. Holy Spirit's here. It's for that. The, uh, again, speaking of action or the or the putting into effect action that we do. We, when, when we, first of all, and you've got to get this first, you've got to get belief down. Amen. You've got to absolutely believe in the Holy Spirit, not only in the Holy Spirit, but you've got to believe in what He came here to do. Yeah. 
You have to know that. You have to have that in you. That, that takes you to the point of being able to connect. If you never have that belief, if he's only a name or only a title or only something that the preacher preaches about and you never really receive that and you never... This is one of those things you don't get it till you get it. You're never going to get it till you get it. Give you some scriptures here in just a minute. The uh, Bible in many places speaks of a particular title. Uh, and I'm going to say this reflecting from last week. Action is what gets things done. Remember that? Action is what action is what brings things about. I'm talking God thing. Action is what brings the presence of the Holy Spirit into us individually, us as a church, or the church. Action on our parts. It may not sound like it, but belief is an action. It's a spiritual action. Say, well, I, I believe there's a Holy Spirit. Good. Do you believe what the Holy Spirit's able to do? Do you believe what the Holy Spirit's able to do? Do you believe what the Word says about the Holy Spirit? Why He was sent to this earth to be a what? Comforter. Comforter. Much more lies than comforter. I think I've said this before. I know I've said it before. I just remember. He's much more than a comforter. When, when Jesus said, I'm going to send you a comforter, He's talking about someone of immense power like me, not me, but like me. That's what He meant. So, we're going to look at some scriptures here. I want us to start with uh, Galatians. And this is the scripture that I want to key on tonight. Now, chapter 5 in the book of Galatians. And you probably know where we're going, although I'm not going to expound on the fruit of the Spirit. That's the particular section of Scripture here we're going to pick up on immediately following the fruit of the Spirit where we're going to key on tonight. But basically, there's named here the, the nine fruits. And what's interesting to me in Scripture at least, the fruit comes before the tree. We'll see that here in a minute. Now, chapter 5. You there in Galatians, everybody? Amen. I think I said Galatians. Just one simple scripture, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Sounds simple, looks simple. Might take it as simple. And it's not that it's complicated. I'm not saying we need to complicate things. What we need to do is understand this. Very short, very sweet. It's like it's saying if you claim to live in the Spirit, then you need to walk in the Spirit. 
If you expect to have the things of the Spirit, then you need to walk in the Spirit. If you're going to enjoy the power of the Spirit, then you need to walk in the Spirit. Well, what is walk in the Spirit? Live in the Spirit. Basically, it uses two different terms. Biblically, the Bible uses walk or walked or walking quite frequently. It's always talking about an action. It's talking about uh, uh, an exhibition of energy. And this is on our part. <coughs> How do we do that? I believe, and I, I can almost guarantee this. First of all, I really believe there's a whole lot of people that never get this. And because they don't get it, they don't receive what it implies. But when we do get it, and we do bring ourselves to learn, there's a lot of things in life we have to learn. This one right here is absolutely essential that we learn this if we're going to enjoy what's being said here. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. How do we do that? It sounds good, but how do we do it? I'll give you a hint. There's a pretty good start just a little bit ago. What did we do a little bit ago? Hmm? What else did we do? What's this represent? Now that's just a bottle with some olive oil in it. What's it represent? What's the scripture say? If any be sick among you, what does it say? Call for the elders of the church and do what? Knowing with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and what happens? Prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Holy Spirit is in the life-touching business, the soul-touching business. He is to give energy and power to the church, which again is greatly needed, especially in the day we're living in. A powerless church is an ineffective church. A church that has no spiritual energy is an ineffective church. That is a church that knows nothing about the Holy Spirit and many could care less. If we live in the Spirit, we're doing things of the Spirit. We're allowing the Holy Spirit and unashamedly. And here, here's another issue people have. Well, they might not admit that they're ashamed, but they hold back and they resist and they don't want anybody to see them being spiritual. You know what they're missing out on? Like that little boy come up here a while ago with tears in his people. They just start rolling out of his eyes. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit touched him when he's standing right here. He didn't necessarily know everything. I'm sure. He don't know everything about it. Childlike faith, huh? Unless you have faith as a little child, what? Mm. We've got to believe. We've got to put our belief into operation. We've got to make our belief active. That's what generates the, the, the presence. You know, it's, it's through praise. It's through prayer. It's, it's, through, it's through love for each other. It's, it's through a lot of things. 
but it's got to be active. And I'm not going back to last week's lesson, although it directly re relates to this and applies. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to do Holy Spirit things before we can walk in the Holy Spirit. Walking in the Holy Spirit is our life is filled with the Holy Spirit. We're walking with the energy of God, which is biblical. We can do that. Why would he have sent the Holy Spirit if it was just to be a name or a decoration to the church? He didn't send the Holy Spirit for a decoration to the church. He sent the Holy Spirit to be a blessing to the church. Amen. An energy to the church, a strength to the church, a comforter to the church, and so many more things. Comforter contains an array of descriptive terms. It's not limited. The Holy Spirit's not limited. This, this is a, an invitation of the greatest kind here. If we just live in the spirit let us walk in the spirit and I know I keep saying this so we can almost flip it when you walk in the spirit you can live in the spirit yeah. we'll get some comments from some of you here in just a minute let me continue on before I break here though uh, here is a uh, couple of scriptures, supporting scriptures, and you've heard these many times here. And they directly relate to where I'm here at in Galatians. This, this one here, you're, you're going to know it right off. It's John 4, 24. And it's again the visit Jesus had with the woman at the well. And I want to, I want to emphasize, that was more than just a visit. That was a divinely arranged appointment with this lady and Jesus explained to her that she didn't understand he was trying to tell her uh, in spiritual terms I believe that and, and, she, and you know she was later went away just <coughs> unbelievable that this man could tell her what he told her mm -hmm. but this is what he told her he said God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's the same spirit that we're talking about right here. Anytime you see capital S, spirit, in the Bible, it's talking about the same one, the Holy Spirit. When Paul was writing about the, the brilliance on Moses' face in 1 Corinthians 3.17 where where he said it just glowed and they talked about the Spirit of God on him. He said, now this is that Spirit. This is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Mm -hmm. Same Spirit. Do you ever feel like you just can't quite release? Just, just be honest tonight. Mm -hmm. You just can't quite get there for whatever reason? To, to, to understand the liberty and the freedom and the Holy Spirit? I'm telling you, when the Bible says there's liberty in the Spirit, there's liberty in the Spirit. But the resistive factor is most always us. Amen. And there's a lot of things that interfere with that in our lives. One of them is pride. What's the Bible tell us about pride? Other than it being the reason the devil got kicked out of heaven. That, that should tell us something. Yeah. But what else does it tell us? It stands in the way of all yeah. God's blessings. You can't have pride built up before you and ever expect to have anything. You don't just forget about walking in the spirit if you're a prideful person. 
because that's resistive factor to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. There's no liberty allowed. But when we allow that liberty of the Holy Spirit, it's got to start with us. At least somebody. It's a He's personal. He will fill us. You fill with the Holy Spirit? Amen. Now there's schools of thought when you genuinely saved, the Spirit of Christ enters you. You're, you have that. Now we being a Pentecostal belief, you probably know this, but I'll say it anyway. There is a baptism of the Holy Spirit that comes later. Amen? Amen. We all believe that? Amen. And that's open and free to all who would receive. The scriptures tell us that. So what are we talking about? And this is going to be the point of discussion tonight. That's where you're going to get involved. And, and be bold about this. Don't, don't be afraid. Just, just kind of speak your thoughts. What does it mean to you if I live in the Spirit, then let me walk in the Spirit? What does that mean to you? What victories have you, if you are, what victories have you had? If you have not arrived, then where, where are we at here? What if the whole church gets the understanding of the Holy Spirit? What if the entirety of the church was just awesomely moving under the power of the Spirit? What would we be seeing? Well, let's back it way down. What if this church? It'd be kind of like Moses' face. Nobody could look on it and be so bright. It's kind of glory of the Lord. Somebody, go ahead. Bail in here. I think it was think it's part of the scripture of I'll show you my faith in this hall. And you said it, I think, last week, and I'll show you my faith James. by my work. James. James. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think, I think of that. And it's kind of the same principle. You know, if you're going to you're going to live in the spirit there needs to be people need to see that yeah, there you go and, and that's the thing that's it. it's good if you're not if you're not yeah. walking a spiritual life then are you really living one that's where i was going next you got it yeah. exactly you're not walking yeah. a spiritual life yeah. are you really really living a spiritual mm -hmm. life and this, that's just that's the dividing life? factor there you cannot walk in the spirit if you're not living in the spirit living actually saying your, your mode, your lifestyle, it's got to be lined up with that of the Spirit before you can walk in the Spirit. Very good. And that walk is what people see. Exactly. That's what's observable. Yes. Now, let's go a little further. Other people seeing the Holy Spirit in your life, what does that do for them? Here goes the contagious effect. Yes. Well, there's multiple people with the Spirit shining in their lives. I'm not talking necessarily visibly, although I think there is a, a countenance that gets on people when they're full of the Spirit. Uh, you take multiples of that, what do we got going on here? What, what's going to happen? I like to call it the breakout. Yeah. Just a deluge. But it takes more than what we might realize. Uh, it takes hungering. It takes thirsting. It takes seeking. Prayer. How often do we pray? Holy Spirit, bless our church, fill our church. Draw people. You know, we might pray wrong sometimes because it's like, Holy Spirit, come and bless us. Well, what are we doing on this end? Besides just come and bless us, Holy Spirit. But kind of what you said. 
it's a magnet when we're when we're living in the spirit walking in the spirit and the spirit has, has consumed our life we're a magnet to the holy spirit because that draws more more of the spirit more of the spirit more of the spirit well when that becomes again multiplied then that empowers more the atmosphere of the church which is another drawing factor you let the holy spirit break out in the church and i'm talking magnificently you talk about a draw I mean, they'll be driving hundreds of miles to get there. We've seen it, hadn't we? Yep. Yeah. We've seen it recently. What if that were to happen out here? Would anybody mind? No, no. <laughs> we're small. We'll open doors up. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. Paul wouldn't be sitting down anywhere. Everybody would probably be on the feet rejoicing. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Tanner. You had something to say. Uh, well, I was just going to say that an energy in motion yes a holy energy in motion that's what's the exciting thing about it is Amen. you know god has more for us than again and i use this all the time than we could ever imagine he has this potential that we've been given in the holy spirit we got to understand i'm going to back up we've got to first of all understand why the holy spirit is here and the magnitude of power the holy spirit has third person Amen. of the trinity he's got the power of god on earth Amen. he's not some distant relative to god and jesus that's weak he's not a cousin or third fourth cousin. no he's a third person of the power Amen. and that's what the church misses so much they just can't grab that and i think they treat him like he's a something other than yeah but when we get the understanding and treat him like he's supposed to be treated with reverence and respect and awe and pleading and please come Holy Spirit bring let my life become more appealing to you that you can fill me more and energize me not so much for me but there you go again that others can see the glory of God the power that an individual can have living in the spirit and, and so many other things do you have your hand up? Okay. Somebody did. Somebody over here. I thought I seen another hand. Okay. Anybody else got anything? Now? One, I got to ask you something. What happened to you all ago? Well, I was hurting. I was 
things and I'm not taking anything away from anybody to see you. These are minor. Yeah. This is minor stuff. This should be normal. Normal. Where the Holy Spirit is functional and operating and in full liberty, man, there's more things can happen than we can even begin to think. It's uh let me get this in for you. Somebody else knows that too. Somebody else knows it full well. Here comes the hindrances. Here comes the distractions. Here comes the preventions. Here comes all the other things to try to get this thing stemmed down. I'm going to tell you, the devil cannot have a Holy Ghost breakout. Because that is definitely destructive to his business. What I find fascinating... I think I've heard this maybe not in the same way before but kind of said the same thing what I find so fascinating is that God will take a human vessel as weak as we are and we are, we're fragile, we're weak, we're, we're nothing some people may think they are but we're really not I mean, we are to God but, but he'll take us and is willing to bless us with his Holy Spirit to become part of our makeup in our life if we would just believe, first of all, on the work of the cross, Jesus, death, burial, resurrection, receive Him as Lord and Savior. You don't get the Holy Ghost. I had a, a discussion a while back with a guy about this. You don't get the Holy Spirit until you get Jesus. Amen. For some weird thing, they thought, well, I get the Holy Spirit. No, 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 you, you don't. That's If you got something, it ain't a Holy Spirit. If you went around Jesus, that's perfect. Thereby comes this. This goes right along with an appreciation for the Lord, Amen. the power of the Spirit in your life. So if we're going to live in the Spirit, what's that saying to us? How am I going to live in the Spirit? What things am I going to do to make sure I'm living in the Spirit? Is it just a word? Is it just a term? Or is it something I've got to do? I'm going to tell you, it's something you've got to do. Some things you've got to do. I've got to do. Uh, if we're really serious and yearning for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, it requires us to make some changes. Sure. And that's, that's what kind of flips some people's trigger and upsets people because making changes involves making life changes. Let me read the scripture after this. Look what it says right after this one I just shared with you. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Look what he said right after the Holy Spirit. That may not look like a whole bunch, but that little few items right there can absolutely destroy everything. Now that's just a few. He just put that in there for a, a purpose, for a reason. Because these, this is the very thing that will keep the Holy Spirit away. Provoking one another. What's that talking about? Agitating each other. Upsetting each other. Arguing, fussing, fighting. A lot of other things. See, there's things that the Holy Spirit will have no part of. And some of them are the very things that people harbor in their lives that are absolutely resistive to His presence. So yeah, there's some things we got to do. Uh, he said envying one another. 
believe that, that was you. Was that last week? You, or week four? You yeah. said something about envy. You brought it up. Yeah. Envying one another. What's that do? What all does it do? Maybe I should say. Can anybody really relate to that in totality? No. It goes every which direction. And it's it's strange that this pops in right after this wonderful scripture of living in the spirit. So, anybody want to shoot at that? Comment on it. All right. Yeah. I'll shoot at it. Okay. If we waste our time looking at what everybody else has got and where they're at spiritually, it kind of puts a block on us from being able to receive, you know, our, mm -hmm. our personal, you know, guidance and, and uh, kind of upbringing in the spirit. It, it just, we're just blinded by what everyone else is doing. There's no focus on each other. And that's where focus needs to be. Exactly. I don't self turn it, turn it inward. That's it. Right. That's that's the application. Walking. If we're gonna live in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. We gotta start here. I say that all the time. We gotta start. I said it Sunday. We gotta start here. The work's gotta start here. Go ahead. It's just my thought is that if you envy somebody because of their spiritual spirituality, because of where they are with God and the Holy Spirit, you envy that. We as Christians are supposed to be proud of that for them. Yeah. You know, we're not supposed to be jealous. Envy and jealousy to me are they're almost the same. Pretty they're much tying there together. But we're not to be jealous of somebody else because they've acquired something from God. Mm -hmm. We're to we're to cheer them on. Yeah. You know? Applaud and, them. And step in line with them. Which brings us blessings at the same time. Yes. Maybe not right now, but down the road. God see the Holy Spirit honors, Holy Spirit works, Holy Spirit people. He honors that, and he brings more. That you know, that goes right back. I believe you taught on the body a while back. The body. Everybody's a different part and a different function. But when the Holy Spirit is in full operation in the body, there's all kinds of things going on, and it's functioning well, working wonderfully, having results. Good comments. Good comments. Yes. Pastor, and the thing about it is, is the Holy Spirit wants you know to bless and move on everybody. Yeah. But you have to be willing and you have to submit and um, for me he's my best friend Good. you know I couldn't picture walking a day in this life without him and I, it breaks my heart for people who don't have that you know and what he gives one person he's not a respecter of persons he'll, he'll give it to everybody if you want it and you seek and line up to all who will Personal. Personal. That is. Go ahead, Brother King. You know, uh, if we want to live with the Spirit, I'm going to change one word. If we live with the Spirit, mm. that includes holiness and righteousness. Come on, brother. We got to live. We got to strive for holiness and righteousness every day. Mm -hmm. And you'll have the Holy Spirit making an influence in us and people around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That that's we're we're right on 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 the mark here. That's uh, that. Well, I was, I was just getting ready to say uh, uh, back to twenty five there. Uh, Living. I'm going to key on the word live if we live. What is living? What is real living? 
There's only one answer. We could say breathing, heart beating, having pleasures, enjoying things. Man, I got this going on, that going on. Man, I'm living the American dream. How many of you heard that lately? They can have the American dream. Give me Jesus and the Holy Spirit. There's only one way to live, and that's through the Lord. Through the, and we got to understand this through the Holy Spirit. Now, we're not taking a thing away from God and Jesus. Understand that. But they're both in heaven. God has assigned the Holy Spirit to planet Earth for the betterment of Christians, believers. So, having to close up here, the urging is this. These comments have tied right in. I appreciate those. Uh, there was more, but maybe maybe I'll get back to it next week if we're continuing this. Uh, roll this around this week. And you might say, well, I have the Holy Spirit. Everything's fine and well. I always, I just believe there's more that can always be added. Amen. There's more intensity. To, and I'm going to tell you, folks, it requires prayer time. I'm just going to tell you that up front. Don't think you're going to get it without praying. I think that's where many Christians are failing this day and time. Either they don't have any prayer time or it's just a little bit here and a little bit there. And, and I mean, I, I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm just saying prayer is our communication. Does anybody here ever pray with Holy Spirit-aided prayer? Amen. Yeah. yeah, I find myself doing that more and more all the time. He just takes over. And I don't know what he's telling God, but that's okay with me. I don't need to know because he knows. And it's just wonderful. It's just great. I urge you tonight, maybe you've laxed. I don't know I don't know if I'm talking to anybody here. Maybe you've grown lax because of whatever. It happens. Try to get your prayer life lined back up. Get that time cut out. Devote that time and and get back in the, you know, if you make that attempt, I know God will honor it. Uh, and the Word as well. Prayer and the Word. Uh, if you uh, if you have the Holy Spirit and you, you pray in tongues, go ahead. Let it roll. Uh, like I said, uh, He can pray more in two seconds than I can in two years. Because he just has a way of communicating with God that we don't. I mean, it's, that's just the way it is. Uh, anyway, work that. Let it flow. Let it let it work for you. Uh, I might have to close up here. We're moving. We're past time. Any other closing comments before we do? I've got my Wednesday food for thought. Okay, come on, brother. You going to share it with us? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This week, it's been probably three days now going on four. Talk about people how stubborn they are about getting the word of god through them and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. well my grandson even wayne's got this miniature mule out there you know and they stubborn as a bigot sometimes a whole lot more stuff and if you piddle with them you piddle with a lot of people around this whole world every now and again the other day he keeps getting out all the time well i've got the hot water stretched across the pond splitting it up well He's went out there and he wades that water till he gets down low enough. He can just walk underneath that hot water and he gets out. You know, it's kind of like the old devil. He finds that way to do it, but he gets in there amongst them. I sit out there the other day and I chased him back up there and I got him back in there and he ran back underneath that hot water in the water. And I walked. And I walked around that whole hot water. Now, this just goes to show you. If you stay that walk, you walk long enough, 
And on this is day four, and that mule ain't got out since, and all I done was walk that walk with him out there. And I walked for about an hour around there showing him he couldn't get out and kept him on the move. So if you work hard enough at anything, it's going to come fast. There you go. There you go. That's prompt. That's, that's God's, God's way. Amen. Apply ourselves. Apply ourselves. Yeah. Put, put yourself to action. Great, great. Appreciate all the comments and uh, let's keep working that direction and uh, as long as we do, we'll keep seeing improvement. So it's all about building church on the inside, right? Still where we're at. Amen. Christian character. All right. Let's stand. We'll go ahead and dismiss. We'll get you anyway. Brother Rick, would you dismiss us? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for a great night of your word. And help us, Lord, to, to apply what we've learned here tonight. Lord, knowing that each and every one of us needs the Holy Spirit. We can't we can't make it without you. And I just pray that everyone here tonight has got something from this. Lord bless everyone that's here tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.